gathered together from the cosmic reaches of the universe, here in this great hall of justice, are the most powerful forces of good ever assembled. Dedicated to truth, justice, and peace for all mankind. Welcome, everybody. We are here. Spinner Rack is back in effect. Here I'm with my boy Petey, my boy Cal, and we're going to be talking about that new show, Star Trek Discover. Is it worth watching? Hell, is it worth Discovery. paying for? Discovery, Discover, is it worth it? You know, all Discover I can say Discover is a credit card. <laughs> I'm a huge Star Trek fan, but for the last couple of years, I've been disappointed. You know, will this be the show that brings us back? I'm going to start with my man, Cal. Okay. No, this will not be the show that brings us back, unfortunately. Look, the characters aren't compelling. Storytelling is uneven. We got about, and here's the bigger problem I have with it. This is not a regular show. You have to go to CBS Access in order to keep following. So I'm not sure what was the idea they had behind this. I had difficulty catching this show because I couldn't catch it the first night and I had to tra and I had to track it down. With the aid of some superpowers, was able to bring the whole thing out. But so far, hey, I can't say I'm in the I can't say this is a win column for Star Trek. Or for CBS Access. Either. Well, it says it's doing okay that way, but um, on CBS Access and it was on regular what Sunday night. After sixty minutes. After sixty game. minutes, yeah, it was a big push after that. So we got a couple things in line. So as far as the first episode and whether, you know, the way the subscription services go, you know, that's, it's, you know, what's going to happen later, we'll find out. But for me, it was getting back to the classic sort of Star Trek stuff, sort of having not necessarily a Captain Kirk, but getting to the banter between the two, the number one and the other, like, but having really, you know, like harsh differences, like one being like, I'm not even want to get involved in anything. And she's like, we got to go. And even and having mutiny go on in, on the episode. So I had, uh, this is what we've been sort of asking for. The next generation gave us something a little different because it had um, the Klingons on, this, on the ship. What a lot of people, a lot of fans wanted was that final huge battle between the Klingons and the Federation. And this is given, who knows if it's going to stay this way or they're going to work there things out, but we're getting what everyone said they wanted. Everyone was like, we know how Captain Kirk dies. He has all the Federation against all, all the Klingons. <laughs> so we're getting that sort of thing. So I'm going to see how, you know, how it plays out. So. Well, so let's get a little background here. So in this story, this story basically follows, and it's going to shock some of you, it follows this Spock's sister or adopted sister. Um, Sarek is, his is, the, is basically her mentor. She's a human who was adopted by um, mm -hmm. Sarek. She's by a, Sarek. She, and he's she her did, adopted father. Right, so he's adopted father. So this is something that we never saw in canon. Understand? Never. Didn't even hear a whisper. When they talked about start having a brother, what movie was that? Um, one of the movies? People freaked out. And here they're bringing the sister. The Final Frontier? Is it The Final Frontier? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I, I have problems with the whole continuity. I mean, that's my thing. And so since ever since J.J. Abrams came along, you know, it's been... Buck wild crazy. That's it. The story basically surrounds starts basically where the humans, the Federation basically meets um, the Klingons in space, and the Klingons are basically trying to start off a whole new war to, to bring all the clans of Klingon together and stuff like that. Problem number one: What the hell are the Klingons looking like? Oily, 
weird looking creatures. You know what I'm trying to say? It, did, it looked nothing like the, the 1960s Klingon, nothing like the 1980s, the, 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 well, the, the, the you know. Well, according to DS9, they mutate over the space of certain years, and there was some virus that was released, and right. that happened, so. Right, but then what happened? Now we go back and we change them totally? This is the problem I'm trying to say. Do they not see that there has to be some, like, basic resemblance to what is happening in the but original Star Trek where, universe. Where is this in, con where is this in continuity? This then? is supposed to be like right before um, the, um, the uh, movie. Motion no, 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 no. no is, it, is this movie continuity or is this classic series they said, continuity? They said this is a con con the, the regular continuity now. This is no longer that J.J. Abrams um, continuity. This is back to the original universe, basically. So you have Sarek, then this happens, I think, basically just before, um, what do you call those guys? Just before the, uh, not, not Voyager, the, the main ship, but Picard and them, just before them, I believe. Okay, yeah, the next yeah. generation. Before, well, along that time, continuing. Okay. You know, so I'm like, come on, guys. I mean, it, it, so doesn't, it, doesn't, it takes away from the whole thing when you have, I know you want to make the Klingons look different, but if you're going to end up having in one of your series a Klingon having a relationship with a, a human, what the hell? What the goo goo goo? You know what I'm trying to say? Who would go with this dude? That's number one. Number two, it seems to just break all the rules that they set up with Klingon culture. You know, I'm trying to say the albino Klingon, the the the, the different. Well, well, I don't get it. You know, I get it. It's called leftist agenda sneaking into our entertainment. Oh all right. So, other issue. Um, so going on. Did you enjoy the show or not? Yes. That's, that 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 would hurt. If it was not called Star Trek, I loved it. Huh? I, if yes. it was not called Star, Star Trek, Trek. So, so I'm vested. <laughs> so this is called this is called Space Goonie Google. You, you yeah, Goonie yeah. Google, I would be like, so yeah, you, well, it's a whole new show. Wow, it's interesting. I love this. Look, the, the so you like it in Orville? Would you rather be Orville? No, oh. I can't watch the Orville. It's too damn silly. I watch the Orville. And the less like, said about Orville, I just want to go like this to Orville. But you know, I get what the Orville's trying to do. They're trying to be, you know, they want it's a it's a it's a comedy. They want to make fun of the Star Trek genre, and, and I get that, but. Um, this show actually, I, I like the main character. Mm -hmm. She was pretty good. I liked the captain. She was very good. I liked the bridge crew. Worked yes. out. I thought some of the tensions were a little bit like when um, the main character, what's her name again? When she. Um, to say number one. Number one. When number one basically <laughs> just. The took, name of the actress. She took Martin control of the whole ship, you know, tried to take control. But I like the fact that the bridge fought back, that, that they were like, hey, this doesn't seem right, you know what I'm trying to say? Yes. Um, I like the new creatures that they've introduced, mm -hmm. you know. I like all those aspects of it. But. The, the story seems to be good. The the the, the people, the, the actors they put uh, to me are class A actors. They're very good actors, mm -hmm. and I was really believed in the first part and the second part of what's happening. I like the fact the Federation came in. I love the ships and stuff like that. And I also like the tension with the Klingons. It's just that I just don't like the fact that you know people like us. Yeah, we're a little older. We have vested. We bought not me, but you know some people bought the encyclopedias and gone I mean, to the, like pure. So, you're a purist. Yeah. He, he's a little. No, no, I'm not a Star Trek purist. purist. I'm not it's a okay purist. to say that. But I'm trying to it's say all right. that it's not people a who bought into like, the whole, They've sold these encyclopedias and books, and this is how it's supposed to be. Well, and, you don't have to go. And you change the doggone Wait thing on them. No. <laughs> okay. And that's a cl classic Kirk. No. No, that's this it's movie. It's not the nerd stuff. Ah. It's not the nerd stuff. That won't get across to anyone because then you're just a nerd living in a box with no light. Mm -hmm. But the whole idea, what you're trying to think, what I think you're trying to say is that it's about consistency. Yeah. And if you're going to make these changes, they should be with a relative amount of consistency so I don't have to start scratching my head as to what's going on now. And respect for the story and the characters. You know, I mean, like I said, I think they did a good job of, uh, of doing the story. There's some little spots here and there I have problems. There's some problems with the... With the um, the whole Spock um, sister and stuff. But, you know, those are not major things. 
You know, but mm -hmm. come on, man. Just to, just to show a little bit of respect. Well, this is the same thing we have with comic books, you know, on a consistency where they have great stories, great characters, secondary characters that you can always use, and they don't. And they just want to just blow up the world and redo it however they want. Now, well, it's easier for the, I mean, I don't know if I spoke with this, I don't know, and it wasn't, uh, I don't think I spoke about this with Petey, but I was talking to someone else on this, and it's e look for a writer. It's easier if you can just come there and from the ground up, you can do whatever the hell you want. Mm -hmm. As opposed to they drop this, you know, five hundred page bible in front of you and say, "Okay, here's the continuity for Star Trek. Try to adhere to this as much as you can." You know, which one would you choose? Of course, you would want to do your own thing, and you have a and you'd have a chance to make. And everybody wants to make their own mark, even though it's not their stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, like, hey, watch the look at the sandcastles I'm going to build, even though somebody's going to come and break them down. So that's part of it too. No, but well, I would just sorry. add that. If you look at, you ever seen the Star Trek animated series from the six from the was the seventies? Right after, and they had the real they had most of the actors in there, but except for was it Walter Kinoan? Besides, besides him, but it's like that's adding a ton of like the scene that's in um, the J.J. Abrams Star Trek um, Star Trek movie where Spock is being pushed around, saying yeah. half breed. That's in the cartoon. I watched it like recently, and I was like, that's a whole thing of more continuity of like saying, man, I need to watch this series. I've only seen a couple of them, and it seemed too serious of a cartoon. I was like, it looks like Star Trek, but it's so serious. But there's a lot of continuity in that yes, that's, yes. that's different from what we know. But it'd be interesting to see. So I'm like, I'm giving them a little bit of leeway. I understand mm -hmm. what you're feeling and seeing new and the, and the albino Klingon and that, adding that stuff. But it did get to what he liked, which was, what was it, Balance of Terror. Which is like the like a like a submarine sort of Star Trek episode in the original series, where they're like they don't know what's on the other side. It's two different worlds, but it's like two submarines stuck in you know stuck in the sea, and a war happens, and that's one of Harv Bennett's. Like obviously, it, it took place. I mean, he used some of it for um, what World War no, well, no, rather Khan. Some of that's in there, so it's like you, that's what I like seeing in there. So I'm giving him a little leeway. I don't just like them continually introduce too much stuff, but I'm just giving them a, just a tiny the, bit. The cartoon, th that was more developmental continuity. They were adding more to it, mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know what, everything that you, you know, forget everything that you saw, we're just going to keep this, we're going to keep phasers, we're going to keep spaceships, and we're going to keep Vulcans, and everything else, hey, you know, <laughs> you just, you know we're just going to go along for a ride. I don't know, I didn't, I just felt there's something missing from it. Uh, to be honest, I felt there's something missing from Star Trek, absent the original crew, for me, there's always been a little bit something missing. I didn't get that with the with That's the exception. A That's a purist. With no. the exception of the exception of J.J. Abrams' first film, I felt there was just something missing. I didn't really get into the Next Generation because Picard for me was very cerebral, and I liked Kirk. Kirk yeah. was hands on. He was red blooded. I liked that, but that didn't make Next Generation. That didn't make Next Generation poor. But that's why they made had, had Riker. Riker, was Riker is not somewhat like the current. No, you had three characters on the show that pretty much, if, if you put them together, right. that would have been Kirk. Mm -hmm. But then you come over the uh, we get over the Deep Space Nine. I thoroughly enjoyed Deep Space Nine, but Deep Space Nine for me was not Classic Star Trek. Trek. That, I, and and I agree with you. But Deep was... Space Nine was its own thing, and I thought they did a very good job with it. I enjoyed Voyager because I thought Captain Janeway was out of her mind half the time. But that was her character. Mm -hmm. That was pretty, I mean, look, she wasn't Kirk. She was Janeway. And where Kirk would come over here and go from the gut, Janeway also went from the gut. So if they had some sort of similarities there. But again, that was this particular cast of characters, and they really made it work. Now when they come back with a lot of this stuff, it's like, okay, it's not the original cast. We want to do something else. 
it, there's something there's been something missing. I felt there's been something something was missing on Enterprise, and that's one of the reasons why it was short lived. I go to this show right now, and I'm like, there's you know there's just something there's this uh, synergy that's supposed to happen when these guys get together, and I'm not seeing it and I'm not feeling it. The cast that they have for the Star Trek films has that synergy. Okay, these are good guys. They work very well together, and yet somehow it's like they're not giving them the catalyst to really jump off. They did that in that first film. And then with the second and with the third, it became less and less. Part of the reason was because they they broke up that dynamic of Kirk. They broke up the Kirk Bones and and uh, McCoy Spock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Bones McCoy. Yeah, yeah. And then they put Yahura into the mix, and it was like, well, no, that's not the dynamic. If you want to add her to the dynamic, that's fine. But you take Bones out, then he becomes this side player that you don't really, you don't really need anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, because the only time you're going to really need him is when somebody's you know somebody's in trouble with their. Somebody's in trouble or their life is je- jeopardized. They brought it back in the third, but still, you know, but still it wasn't, qu- you know, still wasn't quite enough. So I'm looking at the series and I'm like, okay, it has to be one of two things. It's either you are going to have this, because syn- that's what Star Trek is for me at the end of the day. It's this synergy of these characters where they're greater than the sum of their parts. One guy can only have one or two lines, but it's still something that's very integral and necessary to make this stuff happen. But you're basically that's what I'm, that's what I'm three losing guys, And I think that you've seen in the whole universe of Star Trek, they have different views. Like you said, Voyager, mm-hmm. you have Janeway and Chakotay. You have DS9 with... Um, Chakotex? Chakotay. Chakotay. Chakotex. Don't do that. And, uh, not manly. <laughs> you know, but, and he was and, a sellout. Chakotay was a sellout. That's right. The oh. only saving grace he had was seven of nine. They had no. That. That, I don't even understand how that relationship works. I stopped that didn't watching work that for show, me so at I, all. I, I had some issues with that. It's not about green eyes. It's about what made this series work for its inception and what kept it running. It was the synergy between the the stories weren't always that great. To be quite honest, it was the synergy between those characters, how they played off. You know, Chakotay and Janeway? I'm so from the original, the original Star Trek series. Let's move off from the original, because the reality... Even the if problem? you go to DS9, they still had this great synergy. DS9, for me, I found to be very slow. Then you threw Worf in there, and they're off to the races. Okay? Well, they upped the ra- also writing. It's sort of, <laughs> instead of being... What was it? What's the, what's the, the Straczynski show that was sort of uh, like... Babylon 5. Babylon, Babylon 5. Which so is a good it, show. Had, it had that sort of feel, but then when they started saying, hey, we're going to go out, we're going to have this big battle, right, right, this war... Right. This whole thing well, happened. Well, had that whole war and yeah, Star Trek too. is a yeah, level yeah, of yeah. Star Trek is a level of philosophy. It's a level of intellectualism, but it's also action. And no, okay, but also there's also drama and science. I mean, that's one thing. It's people, all of that, but each of those out there and, and each coming. of those characters are part of it. Okay, you get them together, they merge together, you get a really dynamite show. You take away one aspect of that, and it can work or it can fall flat. And so for me, it's there's something missing right now. It's not that oh, I need to see a Kirk-like character. I need to see characters that bring that synergy, okay, that bring that synergy to the table, and that I haven't seen so far. Well, I mean, it's, it's a new show, and we all have to agree. you got to give them a little time to... to, to yeah, give yeah. plenty of time. They're on CBS no. Access. They're going to have well, all the, the time until so they get rid of CBS Access. Would you, right now, pay for CBS Access? No. BD, Depending mm. on the money, yes, to see it. The money? On Monday. <laughs> Depending on the money that I have, <laughs> yes, not Monday. But I was also, I mean, it's interesting. I was reading um, I Am Spock by Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. And he talks about the actors in the original series being engaged from like Uhura, where you see her and she's in the Battle of Terror, where they say she goes from communications, like take over the helm. And then Wasulu just does a look over to to um, Uhura not saying anything and it builds connection without them having any Just sort of conversation. Anything, yeah. And then when you see it later when he 
gets, you know, Sula gets drugged and immediately grabs Uhura, you're thinking that can you thinking this continuity when they're just like day players. They're like, oh, I'm going to Star Trek today. Oh, oh great. I'm going to sit here and think, all right, you know, we're going to give you something. All right, Uhura, we're going to wipe your mind completely in this episode. And they did. They wiped her mind and then they re-educated her the same episode and she's back on the on the bridge. And it's like, wow, Uhura's smarter than like how do you, if they wipe my mind, I'd be still <laughs> back in the corner somewhere. They like they wipe like so that sort of writing and storytelling and building with people that you didn't even know were going to be there that much. They just were available and that's what you also have to what you're talking about with the chemistry have people that are engaged even though they're not doing anything that moment where you give a piece that the director can say oh yeah I can use that in the show and then they're like let's bring them back let's bring them back and then next you know you have you know what was it you have seven people besides um what's it um the nurse and the who is it Scotty you know, not, you know, what the nurse who, no, not, I mean, like. Oh, you mean Yeoman, uh, the Yeoman? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Yeoman. Who was, um, uh, was it Majel? It was, um, Gene Roddenberry's wife. Right, right. So it's like, you have her, you have the, so you have these people that just were not there for that long, but you have this chemistry and the acting where you're looking at it, it's like, oh, what's the name, is hamming it up, Shatner's hamming it up, but they, they built a chemistry that was so strong that they've been trying to, you know, get that, I get it. I get it. you know, so yeah. And Shatner's one, Shatner made the show because they had that original pilot and didn't With go Pike. anywhere. And then they tapped Shatner. And after they tapped Shatner, that's where they pretty much got the green light. Mm -hmm. And that, it, it was Shatner, it was Shatner's show. As much as people, you know, may want to, I mean, we've read all the stories about it. You know, these two guys don't get along. But without Shatner, they wouldn't have got the green light and gone as far gone as far as they did for all the hamming up that you know he did well, and people. Uh, well, people it, he didn't. He they didn't work together, and I mm -hmm. think that's what you got to say. And like you were saying before, it it, it, didn't, it it didn't work well with the actor who played Pike, but it did work well with. Um, well, he wanted Roddenberry wanted that cerebral show. You could see he got it when he did Next Generation. Yes, yeah. he wanted. That's what he wanted. And he got went back to number one. All the stuff that <laughs> that he wasn't able to do in the first series. But when you look at it. The battles that they had as actors of, you know, Shatner taking lines from Nimoy and then Nimoy coming in and saying, am I here just to agree with him? And then they say, all right, let's, you know, people like him, let's make them brothers on the show. And that, you know, that made chemistry where they're playing, you know, like I think they say Shatner was doing a ton of jokes to, uh, you know, playing practical jokes on Nimoy where he'd take his bike and he put it up in the rafters and <laughs> stuff like that. And then, you know, you could see they, after the show was over, you know, they were still friends. So they're still, even though they're competitors, obviously, but they were definitely friends. And that's what you have to look for, is getting two people. You got, you know, Richie Cunningham and the Fonz. Yeah. And you got to make them, you got to keep them both satisfied. You got to find a way to do it. Even though you're trying to find, you know, oh, if he doesn't want to do that, take the ears away. You're taking it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's, it, you know, obviously we're, we're fans of so bringing up a lot of, well, different it's, information it's, for it's us. not a yeah. new show it's star trek and as yeah. much as everybody wants to say hey you know a lot of times asking us hey forget about this and go for it's star trek you yeah. can't forget about everything else because then you don't have star trek mm -hmm. the same way i've given every I mean, the same even when it was the same players if it's a new film it's a new outing doesn't mean simply because you have the same players i'm gonna like this film didn't like the final frontier i was like hey you know i don't know what the <laughs> heck is going what, what was going on right over here but then you come back, you have your sixth film, The Undiscovered Country, and say, yeah, this is a solid film. Maybe, this, you know, this is great. Really good entry. Yes, it was. Don't listen no, to him. Wrath of Khan. No, no, the Wrath of Khan is, the, of Khan is like the gold standard for right. all of them because mm -hmm. it was that good. But, it's, but that doesn't mean that you didn't have other films that weren't good. Undiscovered Country was great. The, th the theme that ran con 
the theme that ran throughout that was so palpable and you know all the motifs that went along with it very very good you know good choice of acting you know good choice of acting and it was their you know that was their swan song and it was a good one for them to mm -hmm. go out on then you come to so a show like enterprise which i thought had its moments here and there but the same thing pd talked about with you know people being engaged because they had uh who's the helmsman uh, like jordy no it wasn't jordy I can't remember the name of the helmsman, but this guy would sit there and there was almost like nothing for him to do. And then every once in a while he would tell him, hey, you know, get us out of here. And they would cut to him and he would like have this, you know, concerned look on his face. And he was like, it doesn't look like he's doing anything. Mm -hmm. right. Whereas he just noted with Sulu, you, you, you don't need the interaction between you and the machine. You need the interaction between you and another individual. Yeah. Okay. Have somebody come over and say, hey. Okay, I need to do this. I need you to watch the helm for a second. And then have them struggling with the helm. Then have them have them come back and say, wow, I didn't realize it's that difficult, but you make it look that easy. Mm -hmm. You know, along those particular right, lines. But, I mean, they I, just didn't have that. But I, I see what you're saying. But with Enterprise, I thought the, the, the crew was good. I did like um, a, the captain. I did like the second captain. It's nothing wrong with but, the players, but they didn't get them in. They didn't get that synergy. I kind of felt the opposite. The problem, though, I felt was that they kept on... They wanted. They knew what people wanted to see. They wanted to see the Borg. They wanted to see the Klingon. And this this wasn't supposed to show up for a very long time. And yet, this is what I'm talking about, where the continuity, they don't respect it. They don't respect the, the audience and say, well, you know, you're not going to get the, the, the Klingons or you won't get the Borg in this particular format or, or the Romulans or whatever. And they did it. You know what I'm trying to say? Or the Romulans, yes. But they... they that's my problem. You so know, you're just saying they blew everything. You're saying the yeah. Enterprise didn't work. <laughs> no, I'm, hard to I'm say. saying they, no, it worked. I like the characters. I really like the characters. So how do you, the but characters. how do you square that with Green Eyes then? Because if this is start mm -hmm. and they haven't met these guys yet, they haven't met them yet. Yeah. You know, we right. can't see them. And, and, that's what I'm trying and to they say introduced that. some pretty good, I thought they introduced good new villains. You know, mm -hmm. that last, in the last season uh, when they were, yeah. they had that terrorist attack and they were going over there to try to prevent the Earth from being, you know, blown up. They had that whole, uh, what is it? They had it was like a big stream of heat vision, and it like severed like what South America or something oh, of that right. nature. You know that was a that was a big deal. It wasn't anything we even heard. Mm -hmm. It's not even thing we hear about in any of the other Star Trek things. Like oh, Earth survived this incredibly big right. terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. You know, so I thought they had some stuff that was compelling, but it's you know it's a, it's not an easy it's not an easy lift. You've got to have good players. You've got to have good story. If you want to have great Star Trek, that's what you have. And to be quite honest. Star Trek has been great for the most part. It has. It's not Star Wars. Okay, it's, it's Star, Star Trek. Wars, but I'm saying, yeah, I see what you're saying. But the problem is, is that all right? When they find, oh, well, the ratings are dropping. The shows, the, the, it isn't doing that well. Throw in the board. Throw in the. Well, it was you in know, the that, Borg in the first season, though. When didn't they add the Borg in the first season of Enterprise? Yeah, then you have to yeah. explain how. So, Borg, so, I mean, they, they, I mean, they had them in the back pocket. They're like, right. oh yeah, we got an episode. Right. Oh, no, put it first. Put I, the Borg but, first no, but now. What, I, but what I'm trying to say is like, it's like, it's like if you're if you're doing a story. You know, and you have, it's like, you're doing the, um, I don't know, classic X-Men, right? Mm. You know, Magneto's not in the first. Oh, so let's leave the X-Men alone, all right? But I'm saying, you know, you start with the, <laughs> the original Fantastic Four. You don't show up with Galactus and Silver Surfer on the second episode because the ratings are down. You know, it you're doesn't right. make sense. You have, right. to, you have to build up to it. Probably you may deal with it. Probably the Herald comes in, you know, that you deal with and don't realize that's part of Galactus's whole crew much later on, you know, and at times, but come on. This is a big moment right here, Mario. You remembered something about the comic books. It's a big moment, That's everybody. That's right. And Mario has not read a comic book <laughs> since <laughs> Little Dot. That's so, how he don't even remember Little Dot anymore. Hey, Real Petey, Petey served that one up. That was, just too, <laughs> that was too good to resist. Right, but you get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. So it, yeah, they, they, the, start, the Federation had enemies before they got to the 
to the to the Romulans and to to the you know to mm-hmm. to the Borg. And why didn't we say like some character in the what are the blue people? What are they called? Oh, but, but what about the Andorians? The, Andorians. the people yeah. that, that, made that up the whole. Them, right. you know but I mean? they were on the show. They were on the show. But I'm saying they the Andorians Lord. were on the show. <laughs> <laughs> they, they were kind of. But I'm saying no, they were right. They were on the show. Oh, well, they brought them. Lord. But I'm just saying they, they, they should have brought somebody else. From the past to be the main character, but I just felt that they they they. You mean the main antagonist? They needed a stronger antagonist. Exactly. So they needed to get rid of the um, the other problem they had with that show was they had the what the 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 future battles where people come to time, back and forth, up and back. They go up and down. You know, the time time that you know that that just bugs you out. What the hell? Well, I understand some of us don't have the intellect to follow along with those type of intricate stories, so I can I understand that, that you know. that's not me. If that's, if that's not only me, it's millions of other people, and I think a lot of people are like, yeah, this is a little too weird oh, for please, me. Please, I had people, uh, there were people, on, it was like a good like thread online with people saying, hey, what happened on This Is Us? You know, was she was he in the car? Or was he out of mm-hmm. the car? I was like, come on, you bunch of morons. This is us. <laughs> okay, it was a time. You know, look, that was a transition in the story. Yeah, it's yeah. not that hard to sort out. Yeah. Well, but you, but you if you indulge, if you indulge stupidity, people will keep running with it because people will just want to talk about it. No, what I mean, episode was this? Is us? This is a, that's a show, TV show. Well, that's I mean, I've, I've experienced Superhero that. Superhero show? No, no, it's a regular show. But if you have a you have in doing regular in regular stories, sometimes they like in Lost, they did a time jump to the future. And everyone was like, they'd done so many flashbacks. They're like, oh my God, this is a, a look into the future. This is right in there. Like, come on, guys. It's just a flash forward. Calm yeah, down. It's a, it's a, it was a quick scene. She said, <laughs> he said, hey, she's like, three months from now, we won't even think about this. And then the next thing you know, you see her driving alone. You know, and it doesn't take that much. You yes. see somebody else who looks different than they did three months ago. And you're like, okay, not a big deal. The same thing with the time shifts is that you have to pay attention. Mm-hmm. But I think we're getting away from the whole thing. Yeah. At the end of the day, I feel something's missing. You guys are you guys are still on board. We're still on board. Nobody's like paying this. for CBS well, access. It's like this. It's like this. Well, so Down, Jonathan, Jonathan Frakes. So to, to to continue this, Jonathan Frakes is going to be directing several episodes. So that's pretty good. They, they are supposed to bring. Is Rick Berman still involved? I don't get know, rid of man. Him. Well, Brandon Barr. Brandon. Uh, <laughs> Jonathan Frakes is. I mean, look. If you told me Jonathan Frakes is bringing back gargoyles, I'd be like, Oh hell yeah! But you know, I don't know about this. He like gargoyles. Yes. He do did. you remember that third Star Trek film, the Enterprise, the the Next Generation, where he had the joystick in the middle of the ship? Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm. That was a sad moment. So. He might be an okay director, but at that point he said, nope. Hey, the he is Star Trek royalty. <laughs> Bite your freaking Manual tongue. Manual controls. That's what he said. Manual William controls. Shatner. William Shatner is Star Trek royalty. William Shatner is the king yes. and has yet to appear in any of the new films. So, hey, you know, royalty only gets you so much. Right, so. Ladies and gentlemen, we bear it all, and it seems we do like the show, but we don't want to pay for it. Put it on, put it on CBS. I just need a little <laughs> while. I'm working out some things. And I'll, I'll pay for it some point later. <laughs> 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 Spin it right out.